The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman. I'm joined with a bevy of wonderful uh, people that didn't, uh, I don't know, beauties didn't seem quite right. Be- I mean, y'all are all beautiful. I'm not, no judgment, no judgment. Y'all are all beautiful people on the inside. Um, <laughs> I think you're judging us as beautiful. That counts as judgment. You know, it's not it necessarily does. It pejorative. does, it does. Yeah, either way, I was, I was, I, obviously that intro was pretty terrible. That's my bad. So it's pretty normal for the series. Uh, welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. Uh, specifically, welcome to Eddie, Eddie Jr. and uh, Janine Sanders. My godparents who have requested uh, this uh, review of A Christmas Story. Uh, they, I think they mean to request a Christmas vacation. Uh, but anyways, Twitter agreed with us and they wanted to do A Christmas Story, which is a movie that I do not love. And I believe that uh, Eddie, my godfather, really does love. So let's go ahead and go through this today. We're gonna. I'm joined with Ben Haworth. How are you, Ben? I'm doing well. I'm staring at Sarah Becker. Right in her beautiful eyes, <laughs> which is rare, so it's exciting. <laughs> Magic. So this is a this is a continuation of our giant holiday uh, podcasting marathon. So we don't have to uh, release podcasts. This podcast will actually be released released on Christmas Day, but it's a happy holiday podcast. So make sure to let everyone to listen in. But for that point, we uh, recorded it a couple weeks early when we were recording our Star Wars review. So if anything truly terrible has happened, like nuclear annihilation, we will not have known it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be very but- impressed if you're listening to us. Afternoon right, I, I feel like you have. You need to worry about the zombies, my friend. They're coming for you, dude. Uh, a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're also there. joined this week by Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Doing great. Hanging out with with Ben, uh, my lovely girlfriend Katie Powell, who joined us on the the Last Jedi podcast, has run upstairs to do some uh, clandestine holiday shopping. Um, I don't know if any there's anything for me, but we'll see. Um, you better and hope yeah, so. I watched Jeez. a Christmas story today for the second time ever in my life. So this will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, joining us on this podcast is uh, Trevor Flynn. How are you, Trevor? Salutations. I am well. You are well. Indeed. Happy, <laughs> happy holidays, my friend. <laughs> Trevor seems unbelievably comfortable. Mm-hmm. He does. He's happy. He's happy to be here. He's having a drink. We're all having a drink. It's great. It's a. It's a. It's a holiday miracle that we're all in one place. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. A Christmas story. Based on the humorous writings of author Gene Shepard, this beloved holiday movie follows the wintry exploits of youngster Ralphie Parker, uh, Peter Billingsley, who spends most of his time dodging a bully, Zach Ward, and dreaming of his ideal Christmas gift, a Red Ryder air rifle. Frequently at odds with his cranky dad, Darren McGavin, but uh, I don't know who that actor is, McGavin... But comfortable by, comforted by his doting mother, Melinda Dillon, Ralphie struggles to make it to Christmas Day with his glasses and his hopes intact. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and start around the horn. Uh, let's start with Trevor. What did you think of A Christmas Story? Uh, pretty much what I've always thought of A Christmas Story. Um, I've never sat down to watch it beginning to end because it's never been one that my family really likes. It's... 
like I, I my history with it is normally I would see in the context of like the end of the year of the school year it would end up like I, I got introduced to it just through school um, to me it is the quintessential nightmare before Christmas like it is the actual it is the it is the true horror Christmas movie and uh, that is that, directed that, by that, horror director so. That that'll give you some idea of where uh, where where I'll be in this conversation going forward. Yeah. Horror, as in it is it is it it it, it belies the existential crisis that is Christmas for children and embodies it in such a fascist fashion that you want to like hate it or like do you like the movie it, and its presentation of that and and, and, and it um it 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 has this like really cynical like. Christmas is capitalism kind of undertone or overtone, you might say, uh, reflected in the original title of the book, uh, In God We Trust Except for Santa Claus or something like that. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is, I guess that's the thing is that for my part, the ending of this movie, it maybe I don't know, I've never read Gene Shepard like specifically, so I don't know if Gene Shepard takes a different tact, but the ending of this movie seems to find that like it's a healthy relationship inside the confines of capitalism, even if you don't get your thing. Well, I, mean, it, uh, <laughs> I, I went really dark really quick, but it is dark humor. If this is humor, it is dark, mean humor. That is my right. That, general no, no, take. absolutely, absolutely. The lamp and everything that happens all the way through the movie, it is dark, and it's definitely at odds with him and like his kind of childhood. But it's nostalgic at the same time, which is weird. Yeah, it's a weird Christmas. I mean, this is the weirdest Christmas movie to me. It is outside the norm for Christmas movies. Like, it is darker than Die Hard. Honestly, <laughs> this movie is in the Library of Congress. Like, this is. <laughs> It is. Some, it is. Is it, it darker is. than decided. It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah, it's bit. more it's cynical. It's because cynical. like it's like it's a Wonderful Life is all about. Like, I think it is about suicide, but at the end of it's like, look at this one man who made all these mm-hmm. positive changes in these You're people's right. lives, and if yeah. he doesn't exist, his wife would be. There's a, a god <laughs> in What's It's wrong a Wonderful with being Life. Librarian. I know. There I is. The dumb part. There is no. There is no God in a Christmas story. Like I don't mean like literally (laughs) in terms of religion and Christmas. I mean like existentially, it is a nihilistic universe. (laughs) Trevor Trevor said it. God is dead in a Christmas story. It is (laughs) from the fuzzy frickin' eighties filter right down to the god awful music score. God, it's like it's like. It's like nails on chalkboard of the cosmos, man. I, I, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree with that because I think a Christmas story suffers from being of a time for from the music score side of it. And what Christmas story does may have almost become such a representation because this is a very popular Christmas movie and a very <laughs> about it that drives commercial Christmas movie. This was interesting to me. It was to be finally divorced of the empire that is the Christmas story from the 24-hour marathon. To this year, there was a Christmas story live that aired on Fox, I think, uh, yesterday or recently. Hmm. And then there's, you know, you go in the stores and you see a fucking million Christmas story merch. And there seems to be more of a year. And there's a Christmas story 2 that was made like three years ago. And like to capitalize on right. the uh, Right. It's, it's, it's an incredible... It's. 
it's become this crazy commercial thing, I think, enterprise. I think that this is the same thing that I said about a, a white Christmas. The the Christmas movie that you grow up and the background of your house takes on the vibe of Christmas because Christmas is for children its own vibe and of itself. It's it's different time. You're out of school. There's so much this. There's so much stuff that's just inherent that makes you positively associate with Christmas. For people that this movie was always on in the background, they have a positive association with this movie. And I think to some extent it's perpetuating a movie that has nothing to do with the context of which it now sits. Mm. Or its moral message is separate from like the movie environment that it inhabits currently within society. Because for, yeah. for my part, for my part, this is this is not a this is not a commercialized movie. This is kind of an anti-commercialized movie. It's very liberal in that kind of context. It's a satire of it's almost a satire of the holiday Christmas special because there's a lot that goes wrong, like it actually does in a real family, and is like sad and difficult. Like their turkey gets abducted and torn to smithereens by a pack of wild dogs that lives next door. Like right. and everybody cries. Like it's yeah. it's so it's and then you go like, to a real racist scene. Yes, <laughs> real. I, I don't know. In retrospect, is that is I don't know. I I, I I leave that be just because it is like of a time or maybe yeah. I'm in the eighties, we were having a very anti-Asian like like you know, there's like a lot of movies like Gung Ho where like oh Japan's gonna come over and steal our job. Mm-hmm. There's like a very Reagan era thing going on there. Wait, I thought the Asian place made them happy, and it was like a Thai place. It was a Chinese exactly place, but there there are racist elements to it. You know, as they are saying. Oh yes, yeah, very stereotypical. Rah, 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 rah. Right. Oh god! And the family's laughing. I had it muted. I was just finishing. Yes. Yeah. They literally bad. go far rah 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 rah. Well, it's the yes. same sort of thing. It's 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 a oh, racist God. stereotype, but like the rate, the, it's not associated itself with bad in the movie. Is what I would say. It's it's, it's, it's not it's like Asian people. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, this is set. No, they, they trade on like, they trade on the humor. We went to a different cultures restaurant, and it was crazy. It wasn't what we expected, but they do it in the, again. They 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 mind jokes out of like, isn't it funny that Chinese people make R's sound like or L sound like R's, and you're like. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, like what? What a crazy, quirky, pre-global like world we live in in the forties. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I, 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 I don't know. I guess like for my purpose, like this is like a time machine movie a little bit for me. I don't know. Like it's 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 a nineteen eighty three movie, which is weird. But it is. It's like a nineteen eighty three movie representing the forties, which is also like even weirder to my mind about what is yeah. accurate and inaccurate about T- this. Totally, movie. I think there's always something interesting about a period piece and when it's made when it's a period piece like you know the fact right. that um american graffiti was made in the 70s it's a person who grew up in the 50s like oh wasn't it great to race cars and be young and then we all went to vietnam and died like that's what that movie is all about <laughs> <laughs> you know? right jesus yeah they're both nostalgic they're... yeah it's what you're saying like it's nostalgia right Right, because at the end of American Graffiti, he's like, everybody died and was sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Right, which is the point. It's like, and it's one of those things that you don't see coming as a modern viewer, but everyone knows it's coming. And that's the thing is that that I think is lost in American Graffiti is people knew the context when American Graffiti first came out. Right. They were people who were teenagers. Like, 
in the fifties. Right. They they know that people are all going to go to Vietnam and die. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind exactly. of a very it's a very different movie. It's almost Hitchcockian well, in nature because you know all these kids are going to go off and fucking die. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. It's it, it it has a total different vibe at the time versus like now. I don't know, but that's a that's another day's discussion. So this is, Let's yeah, focus this, back in on there is something about the fact that a Reagan era look back at the forties. Yeah, there is something interesting about that. That's very correct. And I think it's, I think as much as you guys want to call it anti-capitalism, I think it's kind of positive at the end of it. I think it's a very positive capitalistic story on oh, the yeah. whole. Yeah. It's in, it's antithesized by his want for the thing. The point is that he finds the family. Like, that's the whole point. It's like this balance of like, you know, the Christian core nuclear family elements and like your inability to find it versus like valuing capitalism on top of it. And there's coming back to the core ultimate family element. I think that's why it works really well as a TV experience in a 24-hour thing because it's so episodic and it's just like oh here's the scene where the kid gets his tongue stuck to a pole or here's the scene where he meets the crazy santa guy yeah like, it's a it's, series of vignettes ben yes <laughs> it's a very vignette <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the thing is like the vignettes like I think the overarching story is more deflating and that's the thing is we if we're inherently going back watching this movie and then reviewing it I agree with you entirely is that it pops on thing and you're like oh this scene where he beats up the bully is really funny and cool and outside of the context of the rest of the movie it's very it has a very different purpose and it's about that and has a very good you know premise and concept and it's nice to see Ralphie come around and beat the snot out of him and I I really enjoy it and that's the thing is like you see moments like that and they have different contexts and the thing as a whole it's like I'm very curious I have to admit I need to go read Gene Shepard and figure out what his whole point was I don't <laughs> I it just seems like one of those things when I go back to read something like I have a book of uh, Jonathan Winter's short stories that my dad gave me that's like this weird, like, dark take for a guy that was, like, you know, the first Robin Williams or whatever. And it's just, I go to read it, and I'm like, this was a different time when this was written. Like, you know, like it, you can just tell with, a, with the period it's coming out of, and this is the same thing with this. And I was like, I don't know, like, you know... Modern understanding of family dysfunction is so much more nuanced. This, like, does anyone have a family this, like, pathetic? They're so pathetic, you know? Like, the kid that won't eat, and so mom, like, has it him act like a pig, and she's so desperate to get him to eat, and they're just, like, the mom is just, like, laughing, and the kid is just, like, gobbling food all over his face and acting like a pig, and, and it's just this... It's it's like a scene out of an, an insanity asylum. It's it's like it's it's just it's so disturbing. Like it's, it's just I just does anyone have a warm memory of this movie? Because me, it's like growing up with it, like put down yeah, my throat at I, school. I, I was then, about like, to say this movie. This movie is like projected as warm. It's a lot of people's fun fond memories, and it's kind of like Schadenfreude for modern families. It's like we're not that, you know. Yes. Like, Mm-hmm. Like we're not that bad? Is that is that your point? Oh no, but it's like it's like these people can have fun and Christmas stories and can and retrospect, you know, keep the perspective and that even when it was bad in the forties, you still have all this thing. And I think that's is thing. I think it's a lot of things like look at this funny family. Uh, aren't we so glad? Look at our lives. Aren't they great? But at the same I, time, it's not it's not shitting on the family. It's just like of dysfunction. You know what I mean? Like oh, the right. dad fighting with the furnace and cursing like a sailor while he's doing it is charming. It's not mm-hmm. like a disturbing memory of my past, you know. It is this nostalgic. Exactly. Yeah, but dad also has like a fetish for a leg lamp because he's so insecure at his place in society that to be the winner of a 
sweepstakes contest he views as a reward for his like place in the universe as he's being <laughs> rewarded he says oh it's yeah. an award you didn't earn anything motherfucker you got the lucky number like jesus christ like he's such a pathetic dad figure you know and i guess there's some can like I, can i say something one of the things that i love about him is that he is essentially the proto homer simpson oh yeah oh, like he yeah. is he a is the like de- Simpsons elements to it. He is like it the does. neutered male American, like fighting, like just fighting for some semblance of his masculinity, I guess. And like it turns out to be a, a leg lamp. I I don't know. Right. He, I don't know. he has those dad <laughs> things that he's very excited about. Like he, he's so fucking miserable when he's driving home and everyone's singing jingle bells. Yeah. And then the tire blows out and it's like, aha, my moment. Yes. Yeah. Tiny. <laughs> Like yeah. he's so excited I, about blowouts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's just right. It's so it's, ultimately it's, sad yeah. to me, though. I don't, I don't feel it is is humorous and like self aware. You know, it's not self aware. It's just pathetic. There's a difference. Like he doesn't know how pathetic he is. Like my family and its dif- dysfunction. Like the the joy that I take in it is how self aware we are. And like I know it like, may not be everybody, but like I just. Ah, fuck. I don't know, man. It doesn't work for me. It's a dark, dark place. I just, I'm sorry. You watch this. Uh, maybe. This, this, I, I don't this disagree with your analysis of like, this movie being dark. Mm-hmm. Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I don't actually think I got to everyone else's before because I was just like wiped out by Trevor. Sarah, what did you think of this movie? Yeah, please, please. I, um, I didn't have quite the nihilistic take on it that uh, our media <laughs> friend Trevor seems to have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as I said earlier, this is actually only the second time I've ever seen this movie. I was aware of its ex- existence growing up. It was just never in, you know, the traditional Christmas canon of my childhood. Um, but, um, I thought it was pretty funny. And yes, yeah, so, some, some parts were a little dark and weird, like when the, the kid has to be a pig and eat his food and whatever, but, I don't know. I was laughing out loud at some scenes when, like, all the lights in the tree go out, and the dad is like, "Nobody move! I have a fuse." <laughs> I don't know. Why. See, that sounds funny to me, Sarah, coming from you, and like on paper. But in the movie, in that washed out like '40s brown universe, I'm just like, "All right, I just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being aggressive with my like cynical take on the movie. It's just no, 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 I no. Thought, I, I, I enjoyed. Look, I did not expect to get this much like, imp, like I <laughs> thought it would be different. Get this much of a hot take on Christmas. I thought stories, it would be honestly. different I'm, now I'm that so I'm excited. older. <laughs> I thought I would finally get it. What the big deal was, and actually, fun, <laughs> truly find it I humorous. But I'm terror. just more depressed than ever i just kind of viewed it as the sand lot with snow mm. <laughs> that was my take <laughs> on it yeah. yeah i i guess here, here's so here's lot. the thing that i'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll come back to that is that i think that like for my and my my external like dark humor take on this is that as pro, when i thought of proto simpsons which is what i think of it kind of a little bit and then i kind of take things episodically i think as a whole it is a very dark film and i don't think you're not wrong like because i think like because that's the thing it's like if you take the simpsons as a whole it's very dark and it's like estimation of american values and everything else out there but mm-hmm. episodically it's hilarious and that's the thing is like i take 
a Christmas story very episodically. And like episodically, it's like Bart Simpson's does all this stupid shit, get his tongue stuck to a pole, has all these fantasy fulfillments and situations. And that, and that's the sort of thing as a, as like a proto Simpsons, dark humor kind of take on the family element and core element, but still having that end refreshing. We're crazy, but you know, we're still a family and that's what actually matters. I think it comes full circle and works in like a really well and in, in a really good place way. It is not for me and it is so old and out of place for me personally that I have never been able to like experience and enjoy it like as a whole. <laughs> like I just I've never watched a Christmas story and <laughs> enjoyed it and I don't know why. I don't like I, I just, mean like I'm like that's kind of humorous. We that's, keep, that's, like, we keep what it comes saying down to. dark humor, but for me dark humor like there's there's a caustic, there's a bite to it that's like, you know, very um, like satiric or 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 brutally honest, and it gets it a point. That's like the comedy is truth thing. For me, in this, it's like it's not quite that. It's just like right. It's it's pathetic. Like not just in yeah. like the condescending sense of the word, but like the rhetorical sense of the word. It's pathetic. It's pitying. It's like look at this family. Oh, aren't they like? sort of like your family, but even worse, like, oh, aren't they, you know, like, just so quintessentially American, and it's like, I don't know, I, I don't know, um, someone well, interrupt me, I, I have another point I want to get back yeah. to, but I need to Go ahead, Ben, what did you think of a Christmas story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking when we were talking that, I don't want to, like, be so binary about it, but it seems like, in general, you're either a Christmas story person, or a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree because the family that is making us review this movie is both. Okay, and I just fair enough. and they and they are they are big. They have a Christmas vacation themed party every year, and like people go dressed up as things. It is crazy. Wow. It is it is like it is a cosplay party. It is amazing. Wow. It is absolutely amazing. Cool. People put a ton of work into their cosplay. Like people do like such. Bit. My dad went as like the bit character of the boss, and he was like tied up in rope one year. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. See, the face the face I'm making now it's it's close to the face I was making the whole time I was watching this movie, which is a little a little more like like it's just like profound disgust and like why what i don't understand it's like nostalgic but it's like being critical of this yeah i'll say this like this movie makes me glad (laughs) what 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 let me say my thing all right yeah let let bingo at least for me i i I, I didn't hear what he said what did he say trevor ben just go all right um Let's just put away the Christmas vacation thing. It's not going to work. All right. I think for me, it was interesting watching this film because I feel like I finally stepped away from A Christmas Story, the Enterprise. Even though there is that life thing this year. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, Jesus Christ. But I did not watch it. I have not seen a bunch of Christmas Story shit in stores everywhere. I haven't been forced to watch it on TV. I don't have cable anymore. So, like, I'm divorced from that. Um, so, you got to watch it as just a movie. And it's weird. Because we paused the movie <laughs> uh, to get drinks and stuff. And I was shocked there was only, like, an hour we watched. Because it felt so long. Oh, really? Because so much happened. I was, I was shocked. Not, exa- not when we paused it, but when we left the house to go get food. I was like... How is it only three thirty? 
Right. It's only an hour and a half long. Really? Which is crazy, right? Oh, wow. Uh, and, and that's part of it is like, I think there are these movies that are weirdly better with commercial breaks. Like yes. Office Space, I think is a much better movie on TV. Because it's, again, very episodic and you just kind of come in and out. And it's mm-hmm. a, you watch the whole thing, it's a little bit of a mess. Um, I think the thing I did like about this movie and rewatch is a very dark thing about this movie, which is it's a movie about uh, childhood fantasy time, which is kind of fascinating <laughs> because there's all these scenes <laughs> that I related to because I always have that problem, and I still kind of do, where like you have these very elaborate ex- fantasy sequences where like he's going to come in blind and his family's going to know all the shit I loved those sequences it was hysterical yeah yeah and then uh, you know he's going to his teacher's going to read this one really hit me because I always wanted to be the like intellectual kid uh-huh. in school so like I thought the teacher would be like oh look at this genius and everybody praised him and then there was like B minus and you're like oh yes. A plus 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 um and, and, and that's why I think, weirdly, the key scene is the drink your Ovaltine scene, where, like, that's when you realize, as a kid, you're a weirdly part of a machine mm, I think that's the start of it, but I think the the pivotal scene is when he finally shoots this BB gun that he's and been wanting for right. the entire movie, and he damn near shoots his eye out. Right. <laughs> everybody was right the entire yes. time. <laughs> and that parents actually kind of understand what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it's maybe 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 this is what it is: is that we feel like modern movies tend to have more of a point. It's very <laughs> rare. Like, mm-hmm. and that, and that's stuff. and that's that's maybe like where this whole thing breaks down is that I think it does have a bunch of points, but I don't think it has an overarching point. I think all of the all of the vignettes have a point. And, and how the stories are told. Yes. But I don't think that they all, they're all, some of the vignettes are kind of at tell me, odds. Tell me one other. of those points. Tell me, tell me one of those points, what one of those points is, please. You have anyway. yourself the, the, like the, like the, with the leg, it's male masculinity, America falling apart. And it's just like clasping onto it and causing a fight and social issues within your life based upon your need to prove yourself as a man. Or when the little boy says fuck for the first time and the dad says, where did you hear that? He's clearly not paying attention to his son or guarding his own language around his son. But children pick up the things that their parents say. And it's just up to the parent to decide, you know, whether that's important. And do you, you know, watch your behavior around these young minds that you are yeah, making? But, but for my point, like, that is a total at odds. Like, the lamp moral is it total at odds with the aside about how he beats up Farkas which is you gotta find yourself and he finds that moment and finds that strength and just like snaps on him and they're totally at odds with each other and they don't it doesn't particularly make like a big overarching sense it's like him fighting himself and like or like coming to terms with his own destructive capability and crying after the fact after he beat up a kid, which that for me was like, that was super resonant. Uh, like, like getting in a fight, winning, but still being so upset. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. I get that. That was super resonant I can't, for me. you can't have, like, you can't, you can't have a dramatic point and like have it both ways though. Cause he's just like flailing his arms at the kid and like blood is like ketchup on his face all of a sudden. It's not. I don't know. I'm but not no, saying but it would it's have to be representative. I, 
re- I will, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with a Christmas classic movie having a bad fight scene. For <laughs> Christ's sake, somebody had to cinch in Vera Ella and White Christmas, and we gave that a good score. Right? Like somebody, somebody, somebody was rabbing that woman alive and like being like, "Hey, you want a waste? How about you want a pencil?" <laughs> Uh, there. I'm just noticing the there. Christmas Story poster, which I never read before. A tribute to the original, traditional, 100% red-blooded, two-fisted, all-American Christmas. <laughs> yeah, but it's our, it's it's satire, and it's yeah, it satire, but it's weird, sure. toothless. I agree with Trevor. It's weird, toothless sat- satire. Then is it satire if it's toothless? I don't No, well, no, know. that's the point is that it's come full circle because people that watch it now don't treat it like satire. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's my problem is like the other, like, I remember a Christmas we spent, I have nothing but bad memories of this movie. Like, I remember a Christmas we spent with our neighbors, which are like lawyer pricks, and they were like, oh, you have to oh, see a Christmas story. Don't do that. And I, then I'm they were married. like, oh, I'm, I'm oh get your, mom, your mom will relate to this character. She's long suffering because y'all are like lower class and we're lawyers. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so, god damn, the, pre- like, it's just, it's that fetishization and like, you know. Materials, yeah, you know, people don't get it as that. People don't celebrate it as that. People fetishize it. People put lamps in their windows because it's like, I don't know, it's like part of the thing. We're in on the joke, except not really. It's just stupid. I hate it. (laughs) I feel like Trevor, as usual, is this happens more in Animania, but you're at like odds with your community as a whole because they're stupid, more stupid than you are. (laughs) Story of my life. Okay. <laughs> why don't we, we back this high end conversation back and throw some scores on this bad boy? Okay. <laughs> Unless somebody's got something else, I don't want to run over anything. Tri- uh, I, would say, I think I think part of the structure problem is that it's based on this radio program guy. And I looked at uh, just quick as a Wikipedia page for the book it's based on, which Trevor almost had the title right. It's a In God We Trust. All of us pay cash. So yeah, I didn't get you that. Uh, cynical edge uh, and it's written into like 31 chapters I'm sure all those were random radio plays he did over the years and I think that's part of it it feels like four or five or six radio plays kind of shoved together it's like here's the one where we went to a Chinese restaurant because turkey was ruined or here's the one where right. I got my right. Red Rider BB gun and here's the one where like a kid's tongue got stuck to a pole and it yeah. kind of has this weird, like, why are we spending 10 minutes on a kid with his tongue stuck pull and he never comes back? So, again, if you try yeah. to add any kind of structure to this movie, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is my point, that the pace is all fucked up, but at the same time, the individual vignettes are kind of interesting. I, I, I don't hate it. Because primarily because the vignettes as a whole ring very true as true interactions for me. It feels – but again, I would I, I have a strong feeling that I'd rather read this as a short story than as a as a movie. <laughs> yeah, I want to read the book for sure. Yeah, which is actually this rewatching made me like – I like looked it up and I was like, a book, okay, I'll read that. But I'm not going to do it this Christmas because I don't have time. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, no, we're both, both – I bet Ben, uh, make a pack. This time next year, I'll like post a like a Google Calendar invite and be like, did either of us read the book? No. <laughs> <laughs> not even uh, Ben and Mai's ability to not read books. Like I'm, I'm sure we're both well read. I just like – our interest in this subject matter. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to forget a week and I'm not going to care. Yeah. As soon as I get that book, and if I bought it and I get it on Amazon, I'd be like, uh, 
Yeah, because it's not like it's not like you're like, oh, what a page turner, my friend. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is giving me context for this one movie. Right, right. For this review that we've already done, obviously. All right, exactly. let's start. Yes. Let's, let's start with you, Sarah. What do you give a Christmas story out of ten? I give it a. Uh, let me see. I guess I give it a six out of ten. Um, I have no nostalgic attachment to the, to this movie whatsoever, so that that doesn't affect my score mercifully. As my score for White Christmas last year was probably affected, but I still objectively okay. think White Christmas is a better film. Um, anyway, um, the individual vignettes are, in my opinion, quite funny, especially his his fantastical ones where. You know, his teacher suddenly is dressed in this, you know, pompous dress and has an English accent, or he's wearing a, you know, spangled, fancy, sparkly Western suit and protecting his family from the bandits. I, 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 just, I think they're all very funny. Um, but uh, you're right. I, I, I have trouble seeing what the overarching theme is, I guess. Maybe it did. it probably doesn't really need to have one, um, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, six out of ten. Sounds good. Uh, next up is Trevor. Um, two. That's more than I expected. <laughs> I could at least acknowledge that the little individual stories are well constructed from beginning to end, and I get the childhood fantasy bits. I just, the entire aesthetic of how they're executed to me, like, it makes my mouth hang open in this unpleasant, horrified expression because of, like, I don't know, the X's on the bandit's eyes where they're dead from getting shot in the butt and, like, the cloudy, like, nostalgic filter over it. I, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. It makes, it's just, I don't, like, I get the joke. I get that it's supposed to be funny that he's, like, you're, you're a kid and you do this thing where, you you know, you, you, you have these fantasies. They're very egotistical and, like, self, you know, uh, empowering or whatever. And I, I, I have them, too. But, like, I don't know. Just seeing them represented in this fashion horrifies me more than uh, makes me laugh about it for some reason. There's no, like, actual edge to that or anything. It's just kind of, for me, it's, like, uh, it's ugly. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh and uh Ben, what do you give a Christmas story? Uh like Sarah, I'm gonna give this a six out of ten. Um I I was glad that I was able to watch it with somewhat fresh eyes. <laughs> that said I do think there are weirdly some movies that are better on television. And I think this is probably a movie that is great to have on the background where you can just kind of come in and go, ha ha ha, kid. To pull tongue stuck. Uh, good times. Now tell me about your merger at work or whatever. Um, mm. And watching it all the way through was shockingly longer than it was, which is shocking to both me and Sarah. And we, I also agree, I saw how weird it was in terms of tone and satire. Like, if I saw this in the theater, I'd be like, really confused I think. what I think, is happening yeah and i think it's why it was kind of a box of flop i don't know if it's like huge flop but at least it wasn't a big hit I think. it wasn't it yeah. wasn't it, it didn't take off it took off later on it took off actually i think like yeah. a couple of years sleeper. after the fact it was a sleeper hit yeah totally. and it was one of those things where apparently tnt every year would like be like when are you playing christmas story and when are you playing again and there was like 
fuck it. Here's just a whole day of it, you fucking assholes. And it was like a huge ratings hit. And they're like, well... Well, that's what we're doing from now on. That's what, yeah. No, I, I think I think you're exactly right. It had that. Like, it was a TV. It was a TV thing that people could get the rights to, and then just put it on all day, and then in yeah, the post in, in the post TV world, it like took on a life of its own. Yeah, it's the same thing that happened to It's a Wonderful Life, where they bought the movie was a huge flop, and then because it was about Christmas, they would buy the rights every Christmas, and then everyone eventually watched it. Unlike Christmas Story, It's a Wonderful Life is a masterpiece and a great movie. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and and deserves to be better remembered than just a TV movie, whereas like it, Christmas Story is kind of like a really good, nah, eh, not really good, but like solid, hey, very solid. Yeah. You gave it TV a six, movie. bud. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's honestly the best version of it. So I don't have the Trevor experience where it's like this horrible nightmare. Maybe Trevor, you should watch Black Christmas, the film directed by this director oh, that is actually a horror Christmas movie. So maybe that would. I might enjoy that. What he always should have been doing. <laughs> Nothing's um, more horrifying to me than a comedy that's not funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you should see my stand-up night. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> it's not that surprising that the director of this last movie was super baby geniuses too. So that's all I'm with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I give it a I give it a five. I give it a, an ultimate meh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I this is one meh. of the things, and that's and that's and that's like where I sit with this movie. I've I've wa- I watched Christmas Story for the. I, I have no tie to this. This is not a story either of my parents would ever put on, and I came to it as the end. It was one thing that my godparents like like, and they put it on in the background. And actually, I found out the other day that uh, little like my godbrother. And uh, my godmother do not actually like it. And it's just my godfather that likes it in the same way. And so he puts it on in the background. And that was the first time I saw it was sitting on their couch going like, what the fuck is this? Um, which was which is a great experience. So I don't dislike the movie. I just have no – I feel like this is the same sort of thing. If this movie was on in the background for of your Christmases when you were feeling closer to your family, I understand that connection. And it's like, oh, look at this guy talking about his real life things and nothing's perfect. And I can understand a person having a really close connection to this movie. I really do appreciate that. Um, at the same time, I do think that like I like – I like some of the individual vignettes and I like where it's going and I like that it actually tries more than most Christmas movies. It's trying to do a lot more than most Christmas movies, but at the same time, it's just like as a whole, it's like, I agree with Trevor as a whole, it's kind of dark and it's also more to the point. It's dark and it's, it's view of everything individually, but not in but, a clever way in a, in a, in a, in a empathy. No, no, in a rambly, way. in a rambly dumb way. I agree with that. Like, yeah, in a rambly, dumb about the room place and then it's when if, if it's because it's attempting to be clever sometimes i feel like we we stab things for being pseudo smart more than we stab dumb actual dumb things <laughs> like and i think that's i think this is one of the things i think this is pseudo intellectualism and i think at times because it it it, it handles important points kind of clumsily that it's more, it's more, I guess, like, it's more, it hurts you more. and it, Not hurts you more, but it more just, like, grades on you, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Or that's that's my interpretation of what happened to Trevor. I didn't hate it, obviously. I gave it a five. It's not a recommendation. I don't think, <laughs> I think your life is totally complete without seeing a Christmas story. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand how it can become, a, a, like, a crucial part of your individual Christmas. All right. Uh, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been... Trevor Grumpy Flynn. 
Humbug. Humbug. Not really. It's humbug, okay. humbug. You're not a humbug for hating this movie. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, and he's draining a beer. <laughs> and wow. Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. Trevor, don't hurt yourself. And <laughs> Ben Haworth. Have a Merry Christmas, guys. Happy holidays from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast. Thanks for listening.